it's Fred Ford, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. All right. Normally, I would never allow a St. Louis Cardinals fan to be on Clubhouse Conversation, but I will make an exception for Fred Ford, one of my favorite prospects in the Royals system, considering he's from O'Fallon, Missouri, right outside of St. Louis. Fred Ford, the Royals got him in the seventh round of the 2012 draft. He was going to attend Western Kentucky. He was playing at Jefferson College at the time, but the Royals said, come on, sign with us. Fred said, okay. The rest is history. Fred is currently in Lexington after spending the last couple of years, year number one in short season Burlington, where he was third in the Appy League in home runs last year in Lexington, and now his second time around. Fred, how are things going? Uh, it's great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Where are you at right now? We're in Greenville. Greenville, South Carolina. We're playing the drive this week. we got about three games left, and then we head home for a little bit. How's the travel down there? Uh, it's all right. Um, you know, some some trips can get a little long, but the uh, our bus is pretty nice. We got some satellite TV, Wi-Fi, so it's it's not too bad. Very nice. I was talking to Jason Adam the other day, and he told me that AAA is the worst sometimes because of the red eye flight. So maybe you've got it better than the AAA guys. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know some of the trips can get long, especially after long games and things like that. But it's uh, it's not too bad. Well, you're off to a pretty nice start this year. You've got an 8-10 OPS as we speak, four steals and five attempts. Um, how are you feeling so far in your second full season of Pro Bowl? Uh, you know, I feel a lot better than I did a year ago. You know, I, was, I feel like I was able to you know, take home uh, a lot of good things, a lot of good learning experiences from last summer and kind of, you know, let them take shape this off season and, and throughout spring training. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a matter of getting – you know, more experience with your belt. Uh, you know, at bat, they pile up, and you learn things here and there as you go. And, and, and you know, that process, I think, is going to continue from here on out. You know, you learn things, you know, year after year after you keep playing the game. So I, I feel good about, you know, starting off early in the second, second full season. Uh, Nessa, the, the stolen bases jumped out to me instantly because you had five each of the last two years, and you're already at four. Is that something – are you just running more than you have? Or are, you, are you quicker all of a sudden? What's going on with that? Uh, no, I think, you know, just kind of, um, you know, little things. You know, trying to pick up little things, whether it be with a pitcher or um, a catcher, you know, a dirt ball read or, or whatever it may be. You know, just uh, trying to take advantage of – any opportunity I get, you know, to be on base, to, to move around, to get uh, either in the scoring position or score runs. And, um, you know, it's also uh, our head coach, Brian Buchanan, Buck, he's he's done a great job of, uh, you know, kind of controlling us and kind of helping us with, you know, whether signs or whether it be good, good counts and steals, you know, good, good times during the game, kind of reading the scoreboard. So uh, it's just another area of my game. I know I can be sorry about it. It's pretty windy right now. I'm I'm actually walking back to the team hotel. Off as a small tornado, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, you're in the middle of a hurricane down there. It sounds like. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Uh, so you mentioned Brian Buchanan. Um, you guys yeah. have an awesome coaching staff. Tons of big league experience too. What's it like being around guys like him and Glenn Hubbard? Uh, it's outstanding. You know, those are guys that 
you know, you can go to and, and ask questions, and the information they give you is is trusted information. I mean, those guys have done it. They've, they've you know, kind of lived a life. They've been through the things that we go through. And so, you know, when anytime you have a question or they come up to you and have something to tell you, uh, you know, you, you definitely perk up the ears a little bit. And, uh, I mean, it's actually, those guys are outstanding. The world has placed them here with us. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if a lot of us fully appreciate all the knowledge that they have just yet. So, but it's been great. Now, uh, what other things are you working on individually right now the most? Uh, you know, this is my approach to the game. Uh, you know, the way I take it bad to handle it bad and, uh, you know, always working on my defense, trying to either learn new positions or just get better at the ones that I play. Uh, but I think I would say the biggest thing that I'm working on right now is definitely just my approach to the games, you know, how I get ready for the games, how I prepare, uh, and trusting in my preparation and the process that it that is, you know, a full season. 142 games is, is a lot of games. Uh, I think it takes, a, you know, kind of a special mindset to be able to go out there and focus every night, um, you know, for nine innings. And it's, it's tough for players to do, especially young players that haven't played a whole lot of pro ball like myself. And, uh, and I think some, a lot of times that's what trips guys up is just not being ready to play and, and ready to perform. So I think that that's definitely what I'm working on now. It's one of the, one of the things that you know, I really took away from last summer. So let's take a step back here for a minute and uh, ask about you growing up then, just outside of St. Louis. So I'm assuming you were probably a pretty big Cardinals fan. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, I was. I grew up watching uh, watching those guys. It's funny, I I went to, to games when our hitting coach, Abraham Nunez, was playing for the Cardinals. You know, I remember watching him play. So, um, But, yeah, I definitely grew up uh, watching Cardinal baseball. I headed to Bush Stadium anytime I could. And, um, so that's... Uh, that's definitely a big part of my background. Have you gotten Abraham Nunez to autograph any of your old Cardinals gear yet, or is that later in the year? No, not yet. I haven't. I haven't had him on too much. I, I've asked him some questions, and we've talked about guys he played with. That uh, you know, I remember vividly watching play with Albert and guys like Larry Walker and Jim Edmonds and all them. So that was. Uh, it's always cool, <laughs> kind of to, to pick those guys' brain and like a, you know, like you said earlier, tons of major league experience. Um, those guys really have, have, you know, done what all of us are trying to do. You know what we're working for. So it's uh, it's it's been pretty cool. Do your friends and family back uh, in the St. Louis area give you grief for switching sides of the I seventy rivalry? No, not not too much. It's not too bad. At least they they all tell me at least I stayed in the state of Missouri. So <laughs> yeah, that is true. Kansas City's still uh, it's still only about a couple hours from home, so it's it's not too much grief. Did you ever see a game in Kauffman Stadium when you were growing up? I did, yeah. yeah I, I probably went to a handful. Uh, I remember going and watching, and, uh, you know, I look back on it now, and it's kind of getting more and more surreal. You know, it, it's – I just – at the time, watching the games in Kauffman, I would have never thought I'd be in the position I'm in right now, you know, so – but. But, yeah, I have, I've seen a couple games there. Well, that brings me to my next question then. So 
when did you kind of know that you might have a chance at playing pro ball? Because you mentioned it's kind of surreal. I mean, was there a time like a, where it just clicked to yourself where, okay, this is real. I might have a chance at this. Uh, you know, I, honestly, that, you know, not necessarily playing pro ball, but playing in the big leagues has been uh, my dream since I was a kid. You know, I grew up uh, playing, you know, a lot of sports, a lot of different sports, played hockey, baseball, and basketball. And, uh, you know, I, I'd say right about high school is when, you know, baseball became my main priority. And, and I had set my mind, you know, right then and there that that's, that's the route I would take in, you know. So, uh, I had always had it be a goal of mine, and something that I've that I've worked for, and I'm and I'm still working for. So, um, but the decision was made pretty early on. So you went to Jefferson College uh, before committing to Western Kentucky, and that's when the Royals took you in the draft. Uh, were you surprised at where you went in the draft, and then it was the Royals that took you, or was that kind of what you were expecting? Uh, you know, it, things really started to pick up like the last, let's say the last. Two weeks of my, my sophomore season at Jeffco. Um, you know, as you'd asked me two weeks before the draft what I was doing, I would told you I was going to Western Kentucky, and so um, got out to the to the Junior College World Series and um, and played a handful of games out there, and, and that's when things really started to pick up about a week before the draft, and uh, it, it started to become you know more and more evident that you know taking the draft out of junior college would be uh, a serious option and so you know I I've been talking with the Royals since I was in Grand Junction and they uh, you know we had a we had a good relationship coming to Kaufman and my family meeting some of the front office there and, and talking to them we could just tell that they were um, genuine people to work with you know and so on draft day when that phone call came from Kansas City uh, I think that was that was definitely uh you know, a blessing. It felt like the right move to make. Uh, something that I was I was very comfortable with making is is uh, signing with them. Um, just genuine, genuine people that you know you enjoy to be around. That that my parents can feel comfortable sending their 20 year old kid uh, to to be around. So that was um, definite blessing. Blessings answered. Uh, but uh, you know, that was that was a dream come true on draft day. Well, and you had a great summer to start things off there in uh, in the Appy League in Burlington. You finished third in the league in home runs. What are your favorite memories of that first summer away from home in the Appy League? Uh, I would say definitely the just teammates. Um, that was that was a great clubhouse, and that was a uh, that was a that was a great team. You know, there was up and down that lineup were guys that I'll you know be friends with and, and remember for the rest of my career. And, uh, you know, that we went on a great stretch there at some point that summer. We, we just kept winning. And, you know, it was going to be somebody different who picked up the team every night. You know, so it was uh, it was a great, you know, first introductory, you know, season into professional baseball. But the thing I remember the most is uh, definitely the people I played with. How did you all hear people talking about the, the jump from one level to another, things being different from rookie ball to low A? How is there much of an adjustment as far as the pitching and stuff? Not so much the preparing every day, but as far as skill level, is there a big adjustment or is it similar? Um, I would say there is an adjustment. Uh, there definitely is. Uh, but I think the, the biggest adjustment really is the extra 70 games that get tacked on, you know, for the end of the season or the beginning of the season. Uh, you 
know, I, I, I've had summers where I played, you know, college ball, then played summer ball, then came back in the fall for college, but it wasn't an everyday grind. Uh, I think the biggest adjustment, uh, at least for myself, was the, you know, the extent of a long season, realizing that, you know, every at-bat is worth just that. It's just one at-bat. But those at-bats add up to over, you know, 450, 500 at-bats in the summer and in a season. Um, and I think that in itself uh, was the biggest difference. The, the skill level is there. Uh, guys are always competing. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, hmm. I would say that, you know, the biggest adjustment, like I said, is just the, um, the ability to go out and play and focus every night. You know, it's, uh, it's not so much that the pitching is that much better or, you know, the game speeds up that much, but it's being able to control yourself and settle down and realize it's a marathon and not a sprint. Well, and I hear uh, Dayton and Scott and JJ and all those guys talk about uh, accepting failure and, and that being a big part of development is you have to learn how to accept failure. You have to go through it. How, but how, how tough is that? Like, like you mentioned, you go from playing just a few games in college a couple times a week and then you know not near as much in rookie ball. When you're out there every day getting a bat after a bat, how do you not take a bat back to the hotel with you or take a game, a bad game back home with you? You know, how, how does that happen? Um, you know, that's something that I am definitely still learning. Uh, and I think that is one of the biggest uh, parts of this game that get overlooked uh, is the ability. If you look at the great hitters, uh, they have the ability to separate, you know, at one at-bat from the other and realizing that um, every at-bat that they're in, they're taking it for the moment it's worth, you know, it, can't let one at-bat ruin a series or, you know, one series ruin a week. And, uh, you know, being able to stay focused on the task at hand uh, and going up there with the mindset that I'm going one for one this at-bat and not, you know, not trying to do too much, but at the same time being ready uh, you know, to, to perform when, when the time's called. Uh, you know, it, it can be tough after, after games, but... Um, you know, if you go 0 for 4, I think, you know, one of the biggest things you can do is try and find something and pick something that you can take positive away from the game. You know, you may you may have gone 0 for 4, but let's say you hit one ball hard right at someone or you flew out and you just missed it. Well, you know, you can take those positives and take them into the next day rather than going into the next day thinking, I was 0 for 4 last night, i got to go 3 for 4 tonight. Uh, you know, but just the ability to separate at-bats you know, one at bat doesn't define a series. You know, whether it be good or bad, and one series doesn't define a week. And and uh, you know, being able to stay in the moment uh, and stay focused on the task at hand, I think that's that's one of the hardest parts of the game, really. What's Lexington, Kentucky like? Because a lot of people here in KC make the trip to Omaha. We go to you know Springdale, but Lexington's a little bit further away. Tell us, uh, you know, if we come down there to visit, what's the city like, and how do you like playing there? Uh, it's a great place to play. Um, there's it, a very good atmosphere around the stadium. Come game time, you know, we we uh, we draw pretty well in fans. Uh, just about every night, you know, it was it was pretty exciting when we first had gotten there. Kentucky was in the Final Four and then played for a national championship, and there was, you know, there was a buzz around the city for that, and so that was uh, that was fun, especially for a lot of these guys on this team that haven't been around, uh, you know, a, a real. Uh, electric kind of added to her atmosphere 
uh, it's it's a great place to play. You know, the people there are uh, are, are very genuine, um, and you know it, it's fun. It's it's a big city. It's got everything you need right there in the city, and uh, um, you know it, it makes it a lot easier to come to the park every day when you've got great staff to work with and you've got you know good teammates and a good a good place to go to the office every day. You know it, it makes things a lot easier uh, over the long haul. Well, one thing also that you guys have there is perhaps the coolest alternate hats of any minor league team, the, the mustaches, man. How do you like rocking the mustache hats? Yeah, they, uh, they find a lot of publicity. They, they, they get us some attention. Uh, you know, we, last year I think we wore them on the road, and uh, I couldn't tell you how many times I was asked if someone can have my hat. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they ran a, uh, like a little... I don't know if it was a sale or whatnot, but last summer they sold the mustache hat in like 49 of the 50 states, something like that. So uh, they they uh, they definitely attract some attention, but uh, you know, for us, it's something that you know you you start to notice mustaches more often. I promise you, go out anywhere and you'll see a mustache, and it just sticks out to you for now. It's just engraved in your brain. So, does anybody on your team actually have a mustache? Is it, are any of the players rocking one, or are just, just the beards? Uh, no, we uh, one of the one of the policies for the Royals is to be clean shaved. So oh, okay. No to nothing, but uh, you you know some guys if they if they have enough confidence to try and pull off a mustache, more power to them. But for most of us, it's uh, we're going to leave that one to the coaches and, and guys that that know what they're doing. A lot of us, so if we if we try and rock a mustache, we just end up looking silly. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about a couple of your teammates real quickly here. We're talking to Fred Ford on Clubhouse Conversation. I hear and read great things about Ramon Torres. Uh, tell us about him. Uh, very talented kid. Uh, you know, is a, is a guy that you can count on going up there and putting together good at-bats. Uh, every time he switch hits, uh, he's got you know, good power from the right side and his left-handed swing is it's very pure, you know. It's very easy. Uh, you rarely ever see him swing too hard. Uh, you know, he, he'll go up there and battle, um, whether he's on offense and then when he's on defense, he's been he's been outstanding for us too. Him and Audiaga up the middle a lot of times, and uh, that's fun to watch. You know, those guys are are crazy talented, and uh, they've got all the skill in the world. Uh, you know, so it's uh, it's pretty cool to see those guys come in and and have an impact. You know, whether they're batting. You know, wherever they're batting in the lineup, they uh, they've got a chance easily to change the game. So he's uh, he's a good kid too. He's a funny kid, got a good sense of humor, and uh, we we call him Colmeo. He's the rabbit. So he's uh, <laughs> he's a good guy. He's great. Now, what about some of your outfield mates? I've been reading about Elier Hernandez for several years now. Tell us about some of those guys. Yeah, Elier is another guy that uh, is has the ability to uh, to change the game with one swing. You know, he's a guy that uh, you can count on going up there, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna do his part to barrel some up and do some damage. Uh, you know, he's got uh, a great presence about him. He's a guy that walks up there, you know, and I think uh, is, is never scared of a situation. Uh, he's gonna go up there and battle. And he's a guy that uh, you know, may not say much, but you know, he cares about his teammates. He cares about what he does, uh, and you can count on him. You know, being in there every night, being ready to play, and. Uh, and given everything he's got, you know, he's he's an outstanding kid. Um, he's he along with Torres, he's got a good sense of humor too. Those, those guys, uh, they're pretty, they're simple guys, but they they get us cracking up sometimes. So, um, it you know it, it's fun to play with those kind of guys, especially the the guys from Latin America, and, and uh, you kind of get to see you know a different 
um, a different side of things, a different side of pro ball that, that you may not see from the outside. And, um, you know, they, uh, they definitely bring uh, a good perspective and, and a good energy to the clubhouse. How about some of your pitchers down there? Anybody we should be keeping an eye on up here in KC? I mean, obviously all of them have a immense amount of talent, but anybody stick out as some, somebody that's really surprised you this year so far on the mound? Uh, you know, there's there's a handful of guys on the staff that can go out and um, really dominate on any given night. Uh, you know, there's there's been numerous times where, you know, one of our starting pitchers would say he gets in the jam and uh, we come out to the you know, ask, have someone come out of the bullpen and they, they're able to just pitch under pressure and, and really compete and execute, uh, you know, when they have to. Uh, you know, so I think, uh, you know, like you said, they're they're all capable of, you know, of having talent, having success. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's a few of them in there scattered around. Uh, Jose Rodriguez and uh, uh, Andrew Edwards, are guys that can go out there, along with uh, even Jake Junis, uh, guys that you can go out there. Uh, Matt Tenuta, I mean, they, you can go down the list, guys. They will go out there, and they're going to give you their best. They're going to give you, you know, their quality stuff every night, and and they're not going to be on every night. Uh, you know, you understand that, but but those are the nights that really show us a lot. You know, when your stuff's not working, you don't have your best stuff. They're still out there competing. Um, you know, given, you know, given. 100% effort, you know, for the team to get the job done. So, uh, you know, it's it's something that, you know, you can go out there as a position player and, and you know, you know, if your pitcher's up there battling for you, um, that's all you can ask for. So it's it's uh, it's a great staff. Uh, Steve Merriman does an outstanding job with the guys up and down the lineup. And, and kind of like with the offense, you know, it's 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 uh, almost a guessing game. You know, people are going to step up on any given night and, um you know, there's a there's a possibility for for any of them to go out and, and be lights out. Well, thanks so much for all your time, and uh, we look forward to hearing KC to fall on you and maybe making it down there. Some of us to see you in Lexington and move up the system, and, and hopefully we can stay in touch and, and talk later in the season. Sounds great, Dave. Thank you very much. Take care. Have a great day. All right, man.